Hello, I'm your host, Dana, the CEO and founder of DC Missing Kids and Children's and What's Happening Now. And I'm opening up my book, My Life, to you. I am a mother of a runaway and an ex-wife of an abuser. So get your coffee and your pastries, because this is my life. The life I live, the things I went through, just to be loved. I wanted to be loved so bad. I don't want no one else to tell my story. I asked myself, did my mom and dad love me? If so, for so many years, why I was empty inside? For so many years, why I just wanted my parents to love me as they child? Being young, I thought pain was love. I was so used to being lied to, cheated on, disrespected, degraded, punched, kicked, slapped, hurt, hit, and whatever else came with it. I told myself, it's love. From my oldest son, Lamar's father, James, to Larry and Diana's father, Big Larry, to DeMarco's, Cameron, and Kanar's father, Keith, to Delay's father, Jamal. Each and every one of them paid a part in my life of abuse, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Deep down inside, I knew it was wrong, but I made myself be okay with it. I made myself believe it was normal. I wanted someone to love me so bad. I didn't even love myself. I didn't even know what love was or what it felt like. I wanted love so bad I was okay with the abuse for so long. Years and years. It was years and years of history repeating itself. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't just start when I started dating or having kids. It started at home at a young child. Watching loved ones abuse each other. I was tired of the person and scared of looking at myself, who I'm becoming. I was tired of losing myself. I was so tired of looking for love in all the wrong places, not knowing what love is. I was so tired of my kids seeing their mother look like this. I was tired of them seeing their father and other men disrespect and degrade me as a mother and a woman. All my life, I wanted a perfect man. Really can't say I seen that in my mother's relationship. That would care for us, love us, respect us, make me feel good and special and want us. Had my back, front, and side, and I would have gave the same. In 2011, I thought I found that gentleman. Things was going good. June 2012, we got married. No one knew, and the ones that did didn't believe it. And it was okay. I was on cloud nine. We was building a foundation. Love, laughter, everything was going so good to be true. I just believed in God. The beginning of 2016, we had to relocate from 18th from Minnesota Southeast to Oak Park Southwest. 2016, I had to make a, my first missing person report for my 14-year-old daughter, not knowing where she was, who she was with, 
or if she was okay. That's the scary thing for a mother, not knowing. Every time my phone rang or someone was at the door, everything, the worst thing, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. The beginning of 2017, I'm still doing missing person reports. Now I came to the conclusion, running away, wants to be grown. She comes back and forth. My ex-husband started using PCP, a drug he used used to smoke before we got together. I didn't want no pause up and didn't know anything about. April 2017, my best friend is missing. My daughter is missing. My brother is killed and my cousin was killed. Different days, different times, different locations. The abuse is starting. Now I'm getting woken up out of my sleep, getting choked by the man that so-called loved me. Now it's going on for months and months and months. <clears throat> February 2018 is getting worse. I have a missing daughter I'm worried about day and night. Getting abused every other day or maybe two times a day. February the 15th, 2018, i never forget that day. I was making my morning coffee. Like always, I heard the bed move, my body shift. All my good spirit and thoughts just went away. I was feeling so good. I knew what was about to happen. I just didn't know how it was gonna happen. Now, keep in mind, I went through the abuse for years, and here I go again, crazy twin. This day, I think I was at the point of just tired. I was tired, y'all. I made sure he was the last. <laughs> Let me take you back to the beginning of who I am and how I became me. I was a little redhead girl born at George Washington Hospital in Northwest Washington, D.C. on March the 24th, 1979 to my lovely parents, Denise White and Bernard Knight. My parents wasn't married, never got married, never thought about getting married. My mom and me lived with my grandparents, Annie Ruth and Charles White, my king and queen. From what I was told and remember from my pictures, my baby years was good. I was happy and loved. From around the age of three years old, I had to wear a brace on my shoes. The brace went from one shoe to the other. The brace was to help straighten up my right leg, the doctor told my mother, but it didn't. The bone hit my leg, hit my nerve, and it hurts sometimes more than ever. Anyways, I learned how to get around better than the doctor thought I was. My grandparents had a three-bedroom apartment around Calvin Hall off of 450 and Annapolis Road in Landover, Maryland. My uncle and my mom was the youngest of my grandparents' children and still lived in the house. Where's Dana? My grandfather asked my grandmother. He had made some beans. Mm -mm. I love his beans. 
And as usual, I hung out in my Uncle Glenn room. Uncle Glenn is my mother's youngest brother. He had a big fancy bed I liked and loved. It was high. I had to jump like three or four times just to get up on it. But my little self did it to watch cartoons. Yeah, we had our TVs in the house, but his room was the best room. He worked all the time, so his room was Dana room. They just didn't know it. When he, when he was home, we had fun. He used to play with me and show me love and attention. He's one of my best uncles. I heard again. Where's Dana? I snapped out of watching Punky Brewster. Jumped down off the bed yelling, Here I come. Running down the hallway through the living room past my queen. Sitting in her usual chair on the floor with her hand on her hip. Meaning two things. The conversation was deep or she about to get in someone's shit. To the dinner table for them beings I go. As soon as I hit the dinner, the dining room table, my mouth was watering just to know the taste of them beans. My grandmother and grandfather household was the house everybody come to, to eat, get advice, yelled at, borrow money, cussed out, kicked out, but everyone knew the whites' doors was always open. They, everyone knew that the whites loved, and you could feel it. Their oldest daughter, Renee, Aunt Penny, and her husband, Uncle Daryl, another one of my favorite aunts and uncles, came past every day to check up on us in the evenings after work. Uncle Daryl loved to eat, so he'd be right on time to eat Grandma's dinner. My birthday coming up from what I'm hearing and seeing, I had everything I needed and wanted. I remember my dad only being at a handful of birthday parties. Not saying he wasn't at more. I don't remember. And I'm not saying he wasn't. I was young, maybe. I'm sorry. My mom and dad didn't get along. They're like oil and water in my eyes. As I got older, don't mix. I was told from both sides why, but didn't understand, and maybe at the time didn't care. As I got older, I asked again to learn the truth and to understand where I might be going wrong in my relationships and life, but still received two different stories again. As you hear my story, you might understand. Me and my cousin Dorian was the only children of my grandparents at the time in the house. We had gifts from Aunt Penny all the time. Me and Dorian is a year apart. She is the oldest and was my protector. Aunt Penny used to give us spelling words every week. By Friday, we had a spelling test. I remember her telling us we can be anything we want to be and we put our mind to it. Back then, I stood on that. I had confidence. I was sure of myself. I passed all my spelling words every Friday. I stood with my chest out. I don't know and understand what happened. We had it good. Our hours was 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. McDonald's was 24 hours. We could call Uncle Daryl for McDonald's. He come with our Happy Meal and Tory. 
Um, Penny used to come past later on with clothes and snacks. I enjoyed it. I was the only child living in the house until Dorian come over. Yeah, you talking about school children? We was. Our house was full of love and joy from what I can remember. Everybody got along from what I saw. Yeah, they had their ups and downs and turnarounds, but the rock kept it together. My grandmother was the peacemaker and the rock to our family. My grandfather was the money the, my grandfather was the man of the family and the money maker and the provider and the protector of us. Both of them played their part of husband and wife, raising their children, taking care of home. They had five children. Patrick, Uncle Pat, he's the oldest son. He really didn't come around all like that. Him and our jockey stayed in D.C. They've been together forever, long as I can remember. He was off and on on drugs. I remember him used to steal Aunt Jackie's car for a rental rock. Then you have Aunt Penny. <clears throat> she is the oldest daughter. She's their oldest daughter. All she did was work. She used to buy me and Dorian clothes all the time and tell my grandmother that the clothes told her to buy them. They look cute on me and Dorian. Okay, I have seven kids and one grandson. They are so cute, amazing, loving, smart kids. Out of 24 years, because the March turned 24 and the 3rd, going shopping for them, I never heard clothes talk to me. I've been at every store, y'all. Even stores that even went out of business, and I still haven't heard anything. As I got older, I learned I, once I had my kids and my grandchild, she just loved us, and that's what she wanted to do to buy us stuff. Charles Jr., Uncle Randy. I call him, can't get right and ready to go. And as you hear my story, you'll know, <laughs> because he's something else. He my grandparents' third child, second son. He come past here and there. Most of the time when he needed something like a place to stay or money. He's Dorian's dad. My mom is their fourth child, second daughter. My mom did the best she could. She have her ways and you will learn soon. But I love her and sometimes I do question do she love me. I used to call her Nina because everybody else in the house did. Uncle Glenn is the baby boy, the fifth child. He worked all the time and was dating Aunt Cookie till they got married, so he really wasn't home much. Let me tell y'all about Uncle Randy. Came past the house one day with a dog. It looked like it was a puppy, but knowing Randy, you don't know. He told my grandmother it was for me money move my grandmother knew it wasn't it was about money she looked at me with a crazy look like she was going to go off on randy any minute i was looking at her like i didn't ask for no dog this dude about to get us killed i was kind of scared of it it looked like a good dog and wouldn't hurt anybody but we don't know but the dog didn't Wait a minute, but we didn't know, but, and I know I didn't ask for no dog. 
I don't even know his num number or how to use the phone. My grandmother's face turned red hot. She is dark skinned. I can still hear that lady voice to this day. Lord, Randy, if you don't get that damn dog out of my house. He was still trying to explain he got the dog for me. But in so many words, telling my grandmother she had to pay him for something nobody asked for. I know I didn't. My grandmother was ready to kill Randy in that little apartment. Another thing, my uncles was into the streets. We don't know where he got the dog from. We didn't even know if the dog had his shots. And my grandmother knew her children. Anything dealing with Randy and Pat wants no parts of the bullshit. I can say being young, when my grandmother said or did this thing with her eye, my mom, aunt, my uncles, and grandfather knew what time it was. They knew not to play with that lady, Annie Ruth. Uncle Randy thought it was a game, and here go the game changer. My grandmother was pissed off. She threw her shoe and knocked the hell out of Randy in the back of his head. She was in the living room, and he was walking down the hallway. I never seen anything like that but on the Murray Poppins movie. It was so funny. My grandmother got superpowers. When that shoe hit Randy, Randy knew what time it was. He got that dog and got the hell up out of there. Walking the dog up 450, it got hit by a car on 450 in Annapolis Road. Where the old Copper Plaza used to be at, the old Montgomery Woods now, it's the Walmart. That dude came back down the street pulling the dog by the leash. The dog looked so sad and hurt and was crying. Our downstairs neighbors took it in. By the way, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Good People. I wish I could remember their name. My mom worked for NIH and Bethesda Naval Hospital with my great-grandmother, Grace, my grandmother, Annie's mother, my Uncle Daryl and Uncle Glenn, and Tommy Davidson, the comedian, was working there at the time. My grandmother, Grace, introduced my mother and the family to Tommy, but my uncles already knew him. Yes, the one we see on TV and the movies. He started coming past my grandparents' house. Tommy was a funny dude. Him and my mother was talking for a bit. I don't know what happened with that, but I could have been rich, y'all. One day, Mayor Dorian was talking to him. I don't know why she thought he smelled like white rice. The white rice we eat, but she said it out loud. I looked at Dorian like, what? Like, as in, what the hell you say that for? I smelled it too on him, or maybe we was just hungry. Tommy didn't say nothing but bust out laughing. He was a good comedian and didn't even know it at the time, or maybe he did. He used to tell us jokes and had a whole house laughing. One day, my grandmother, after he told the McDonald's joke, they forgot his fucking fries. Oh, that was so funny. Me and Dorian was laughing. He cussed, y'all. Tommy cussed. I fell out. My grandmother said, Tommy, you should go be a comedian. You funny. I was still laughing. After that night, we haven't seen Tommy in years. He must have ran with that advice.
I don't know if anybody else told him, but he was funny. I can say everyone listened and looked up to my grandparents. Everybody knew not to play with the whites. For months and months, we haven't seen Tommy. I'm at the age now. I'm a big girl. I'm starting school at Matthew Henson Elementary in Palmer Park, Maryland. I was so happy and excited to start school and meet kids and have fun. I was tired of being home by myself. I was smart at the beginning of my time. Aunt Penny gave us spelling words paid off. My reading and spelling was good. I got to ride the school bus with the other kids. Oh yeah, I'm a big girl. I should have got paid for that saying. Uncle Daryl used to pick me up at the bus stop sometimes with a Happy Meal. That was the best part of being a kid. Most of the time, him and my dad drove me to school and drove me to school and from school. Uncle Daryl used to say I was a cool kid with my head blowing in the wind running to the car, my bobos. I had a high, I had started getting a lot of hair. <laughs> Time has passed. I'm in the first grade now. 1984, 1985. We haven't heard or seen Tommy. One night, me and my grandmother was in the house watching TV, chilling like we do. The lottery came on. Oh man, that lady must have hit. Baby, give me my glasses. Why she got the phone to call somebody. But then we was not allowed to be in grown folks' business. I think it was her brother, Uncle Larry, from the conversation. But y'all, I wasn't listening. The next day, Uncle Daryl came past to get the ticket from my grandmother to cash it in. My grandfather was a workaholic. He worked days and nights. He worked for the trash company and then Metro, but it was called something else back then. I heard stories and was told by my grandfather, his life as a child, growing up to adult and having kids, but I wasn't really never told about my grandmothers as a child on both sides, my mother or my father. My granddad showed me how to drive. I was about four. He had a blue Bonneville and a five-speed Camaro. I didn't know how to do the gift shift, and I was too small for my foot to touch the pedal, but I knew how to drive the steering wheel. My grandmother ran her house like Big Mama. <clears throat> Kept her kids, bills, and life in order. In the morning, my grandmother had her cup of coffee with her long cigarette with her feet up on the phone talking about the lottery or something somebody did. She didn't, she probably hit the night before. That lady was always lucky with them numbers. I think that's how we was able to move. We packing up from Calvert Hall Apartments to move to the house my grandmother wanted on Cooper Lane in Landover, Merlin. Yes, I'm a Landover chick. Cherry Hill, 202 Baby, went harder than some of those dudes. You'll find out as I get deeper in my story. Let me tell you how I got to that dark space in my life that changed everything. Part 2 coming soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoy, because I am Dana, 
the survivor. Hello, I am Dana, the CEO and founder of DC Missing Kids and Children's and What's Happening Now. And this is my life. My book open to you. I am the mother of a runaway and ex-wife of an abuser. This is part two. You just left me, Grandma. May in 1985, we was living in a house now. We've been living there for a while. It had a big backyard. We had cookouts and everything going good. I had just turned six years old in March. My dad and his sister used to pick me up to hang out. He was in in and in and out of my life. He was into the streets, but he took care of me when he was around. His aunt paid a big part in my life. On this day, my life started to change for the worse. I am still fighting to get back to that little old loving, caring girl I was. My grandmother got us tickets for my mom to take us to see He-Man and She-Ra at Toys R Us, the old New Curtain Mall. The night before, we were so excited and stayed up playing in my room. I had Barbie dolls, Ken, the dollhouse, the limo, the pool, cabbage patch doll toys, you, you could name, I had. While playing, as it got later and later in that night, Everything's starting to get dark in my life, just like outside was. At the age of 41 years old, I'm still trying to get back to find my way back to the happy days. We was playing, having fun. I heard my grandfather yelling to my mom in the basement downstairs, Call the ambulance! The way he was yelling, something had to be wrong. It scared me. I got up and walked out my room. He's still yelling louder, call the ambulance. My grandmother, the queen of the family, was sick. Sometimes I still hear my grandfather calling for my mom to call 911 still to this day. I wasn't understanding why he was calling my mom so much. She hadn't came yet. My mom stayed in the basement as my mom tried to make her way up the steps to the room, she said something stopped her. It was like a wall or something on the steps. Their room was beside my room, so I went to see what was going on. When I walked into the room, my grandmother was on the floor. My grandfather was holding her for dead life. She had white stuff coming out her mouth but she was asleep. I did not know what was, I did not know that was the last time I would see her. While granddaddy still yelling, called the Amalams, they was walking in the house. It was one lady and two men. They started working on her. Then some more came in. <clears throat> In the meantime, my aunt and uncle got to the house fast. They only lived down the street in Blanesburg. After a few minutes or so, them working on her, they took her to PG Hospital. 
My aunt stayed with me and my cousin while my mother and grandfather and them went to the hospital. While waiting for everyone to bring grandma back from the hospital, we started to play in the living room with plastic cups with a string from one cup to the other. I know you remember that. On my end, I heard, I'm okay, Dana. I turned to my cousin and said, Grandma said she okay. The way she looked at me, like I was crazy. Now I'm older, I know why she looked at me like that, but I know what I heard. And as I got older, I questioned, did she hear her too? Later that night, the house phone rang, and my aunt answered it. The scream that came out her mouth, it was a painful cry. I never seen or heard her cry before. I knew something was wrong, and still not knowing that day, that night, was the last time I would see or hear my queen. Everyone came from the hospital, but not grandma. The next day, my cousin mom took us to see He-Man and She-Ra because my mother wasn't able to. Toys R Us was so packed with kids. Parents calling out their kids' names, trying to find them. We were so excited. When we got back to the house, I told my mom how much fun it was while eating pizza. When Granddaddy came in, I went to tell him what happened, how much fun it was. I was waiting on Grandma to tell her all about it. Days later, still no Grandma. I know people get sick and go to the hospital, but they come home. I don't remember asking where she was, and I don't remember anyone explaining to me where she was. They could have and don't remember. <clears throat> Sorry. One day I brung uh, I, one day I brung it up to my cousin. Where's grandma? She looked at me and said, Grandma in heaven with God. I knew she wasn't with us anymore because I felt empty and lost inside. Sometimes I am still in that dark place on Cooper Lane. I was young and didn't know about heaven or loved ones dying. The family made arrangements and everything. My family tried to get the money back from the people my grandmother allowed to hold. My grandmother friend came past and got so drunk to hide her pain and let me and my cousin do her hair. Man, we did that. <laughs> You talking about Indian head, nappy? Yeah, we did it. It took my mom about four or five hours to get those the rollers out that lady head. She wanted to go lay in my bed and fell face first hard on the floor. I laughed. That was the first time I laughed from that night from seeing my queen. After the funeral, I remember everyone coming back to the house. I don't remember me going to the funeral, and maybe that's where my problem come in at. I never was able to say goodbye or see you later. People ate all the food. 
drunk all the liquor, was dancing and having fun, talking trash to each other, enjoying life. And I was there empty, hurting, pain, confused. Yeah, we had family disagreements, guns pulled out, fights with each other. I don't know what happened. But I know if Annie Ruth was there, that wouldn't even ever happen in our family. It was crazy, and I just wanted my queen. I was missing her so much. I saw people that was family I didn't know. Family I haven't seen in years, like I was old, right? Meaning they only come around when they need or want something. I remember my family was close. After Grandma passed, everything and everyone fell apart. I wanted to go over my cousin's house after everything was over, just to get away. I had friends around there, too. K Street, Northwest, by Jail Wilson Elementary School. Yeah, we used to have a ball. Her grandfather used to go to the penny store, the, sorry, the ABC penny store on 60K in Northwest. We used to watch wrestling, go to Jackson 5 concerts, see the Smurfs on ice, Kennedy Park, 7th Street Park with the army trucks, the fire trucks be in the ground. We used to have a ball, kickball. We were kids. Me and my mom now sitting in the dining room. I'm in my space underneath the table with my toys. The lights went off. All at the same time, like someone hit the circuit breakers. My mom, scared as hell, got me so fast from underneath that table and ran out the back door and down the driveway. When she got to the end of the driveway, my uncle was pulling up at the same time. My mom had me underneath of her arm. <laughs> he asked, what's wrong with you? My mom says, someone turned the lights off in the house, and the only one was in there was me and Dana. We went back to the house. I was young and didn't know what was going on. But if I know what I know today, I would not have went back to the house at all. Days later, we not at the house, but my uncle is, and something happened. The light shut off. <laughs> they, got some, they got someone to come and pray and bless the house with holy water. The crazy lady told my, my mom and grandfather to burn my grandmother's clothes. I was young and didn't understand what was going on, but we were not burning anything of my grandmother's. My grandfather and my mother went to the big church on 450 to get the holy water. I rode to because I couldn't be in the house alone, and then I was scared. Once back at the house, the pastor came over to bless the house. They burned grandma's stuff in the backyard like she was nothing. That really hurted me inside. It's the summertime, school out. I'm on my way to my cousin's house. 
she wasn't coming over like that once grandma had passed away so soon as i got in her grandmother house her grandfather handed me a bag of candy just for me yes we watched movies had pizza and popcorn the next morning we went to 7th street park back then kids was allowed to be kids we went to the Janet Jackson concert and everything. Summer over. Back home. Starting a new school at Cooper Lane Elementary School. My dad and my uncle were still driving me to school. I don't know. I didn't know any kids yet. Being the new kid at Cooper Lane, <clears throat> getting picked on, I told them when my big brother come to pick me up, I was going to get him to beat them up. Keep in mind, I'm the only child in the house still. Not knowing I could have got my uncle locked up or hurt. This day, my teacher heard me tell a boy in my class, I'm going to get my brother to knock you out. She knew I was the only child, and her hot box ass said something to my uncle when he came to pick me up. I heard, no, I'm not Dana's brother, I'm her uncle. I was thinking to myself, oh Lord, I'm in trouble. Soon as I walked in the door, Dana, you told the teachers your uncle is your brother? Yes. Like she never heard that before. This ain't the first time she heard that. Because kids picking on me, I said. No one did anything. Everyone seen the pain in my eyes. I was missing my grandmother. Things really changed big. The family not acting like family anymore. I haven't seen my dad in a while now. What's going on? Over my cousin's house like I used to. I'm sorry, I wasn't going over my cousin's house like I used to. Nobody cares anymore. I was just going through something. I didn't understand. I didn't tell anyone either. The person I was able to talk to was gone. Holidays was just old get-togethers with no meaning. The fun was gone. No love, no more. No fun, no enjoyment. It wasn't the same no more. I was hurting so bad as I was. At the age, it wasn't no point of being on earth. This holiday, my aunt and my mom decided that they was going to cook. As they was in the kitchen cooking, my aunt had to light the oven stove and her jerry curl caught on fire. Yeah, like Michael Jackson. As my mother yelling, roll, baby, roll, for her to get down on the floor to roll to put the fire out, my aunt walked out the kitchen, pulled up her skirt, kneeled down knee by knee, and started banging her head on the floor. Once it was out, my uncle took her to the hospital. A month or two, she was back to normal. My grandfather really didn't stay in the house anymore. 
Later on, we lost the house. The owner kids wanted to sell it. So we moving to Mattapony in Blainersburg, Maryland. I was still going to school like everything was okay. Now I'm attending Rogers Heights Elementary School, the third school already. Living there for a while, my grandmother brother came to move with us. He loved his family and everybody loved him. He was a drunk from the army and the wars. He enjoyed cooking and I enjoyed his food. I remember him doing the dance, the Batman and the alligator across the floor. Oh my God, if y'all can see him do that. <laughs> I knew kids around there. My aunt and uncle lived in the next complex for years. So this day I'm going outside to ride my 10 speed bike. Riding all day, I was tired, ready to go in, but had a problem. <clears throat> I can't carry the bike back upstairs to the full floor. Here I go, taking the bike up the stairs and knocking out my tooth. My friends laughed when they should have helped me. That's what real friends would have did. When I got up to the top of the stairs with the bike, through the front door, went straight to the bathroom, rinsed my mouth out, sat on the tub, and cried like a baby. My grandfather was not there for me to go to, to him. My grandmother was gone. I don't know where my dad was. He probably was in jail. My mom was there, but I love going to my grandmother. I saw my mom, my aunts, and uncles go to her all my life. For a while, years or so, I blocked everything out. Went out. I blocked everything out. We had a family day and went out to eat. We got home. It was the paper on the door. It was yellow. My mom got it and read it. I'm standing there waiting for her to say what was on it, but she didn't. Coming home from school, all of our things were sitting outside. People was going through our stuff. As a child, losing all her toys, dolls, pool, dog cars, houses, limo, cabbage patch kids, I will never forget that day. The first time I found out what eviction meant, getting put out. Me and my mom went from house to house. This aunt house, that aunt house. They li lived in the same complex in the same parking lot. I met back up with my friends, so I was cool. Now we going place to place still from this aunt house to that aunt house, from this uncle and aunt house, to my great-grandparents' house down southwest D.C. There I learned everyone loved each other, and we had fun. It was lit. The OGs brought the kids candy, chips, juice, whatever they want off the ice cream truck that looked like a U-Haul. At the great, my great-grandparents' house, they was real old-fashioned and country. 
They had a wash machine, but no dryer. I learned how to hang my clothes out back on the clothesline, is what it's called. My granddaddy, Richie, used to drink. He was a drunk. And one day, his foot got ran over by the metro bus. My grandmother, Nancy, was hot because she wanted him to stop drinking years ago. Granddad used to make some beef stew. My grandfather used to come pass on his break after work. That was his parents. You know, we slept in Granddaddy Richard's room. and He slept with Grandma Nancy when we stayed there. I learned they didn't sleep together. Wow. I wanted to know why. When I got old, it's me and my partner won't sleep together. Did old people do that? Or did old people do that? Or that was just back then? Anyways, as we was living there, money started coming up missing from my grandmother. Don't know where from or who because my Uncle Pat used to come past. We was living there, so I stayed in the child's place. My mom met my sister and brother's father. They was working at NIH together. After dating him, I met him. He was cool. He liked it, the song by Keith Sweat and Guy. I remember one day on the Guy song, it said at the beginning, Dumb Bitch. Oh my God. I love that song. I laughed so hard. I got caught up in the song one day and said it and got the whipping of my life. He lived out VA and we went out there to his room in the house he was running. Coming back across the bridge, we always ran out of gas. My mom used to go the hell off on him every time. I thought he would have got it, but he didn't. <clears throat> After a while, they got us a place to get me off the streets. We moving out Greenbelt, Merlin, Spring Hill Lake Apartments. Now here we go again, going to another school. Spring Hill Lake Elementary, my fourth school now. My mom and Anthony got married a little while later in the apartment. So not too many came anyways, but the usual. My grandfather's wife had made some beans and they was nasty to everyone. Somebody in the family was going around, don't eat the beans, don't eat the beans. I turned around and said, don't eat the beans to my grandfather's wife, the person who made the beans. I bust out laughing. <laughs> I think it was too late. As times went on, things was good. I was still going around the way, chilling with my friends. This day, it wasn't no school, and maybe I just didn't go. And you will learn about that later in the book. But my mom said she wasn't feeling good for me to call my stepfather at work and tell him he needed to come home. Well, that turned out to be an all-the-time thing. I think she was pregnant with my sister. Living there, I started meeting new kids, was playing outside, called myself having a little boyfriend. I knew I was too damn young talking about a boyfriend and girlfriend. 
One day, we in class, sitting at the table for reading, he took my hand and put it on his dick. Being young, I didn't know what was what was going on or what I was doing. I know I didn't feel right and it felt wrong. But he was showing me that attention and love. I was trying to feel from missing a part of my life. I never told anyone. One day after playing outside, I went in the house and heard my mother and my stepfather arguing at each other about him losing his job from us calling so much. I heard him say from us calling so much. We can't eat is all I was thinking. I'm a little, I'm a little thing, but I love to eat. I didn't think about being homeless, and I didn't know not paying the rent can cause us to be evicted. Not knowing we was about to be homeless again soon. Went to school every day with a smile outside, but crying for help in the inside. My stepfather looking for another job. His family said it was because of my mother. For months later, we was we was getting put months later we was getting put out i was at the age now to understand but didn't understand why if he's working and was in the army and my mother was getting assistance why the rent wasn't getting paid i knew as a child you don't ask questions i didn't i knew i might not get the truth anyway Every year we was moving, like we was on a train. Next stop, here we go, Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm thinking about here, and I'm sorry, y'all. I'm thinking about here I go again. Gotta meet new friends. As we was there, I learned about the Flower Movie Theater. $3 and $5. It was around the corner from the house. Every weekend, I went back around the way to play with my friends. If I didn't go around the way, I stayed in the house playing the old Nintendo with the Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. I played all day. That was my life. Thank y'all for listening. Stay tuned for part three. Have a blessed day.